This is James. You're listening to John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. Have fun. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And ladies and gentlemen, today we have another, oh, another, another special guest. Another guest. Yes. Oh, man, this is what we're doing lately. That's what yeah. we're doing lately. This is like, this is like a, a trend almost. Yes. All right, so uh, we got another guest. Who we got tonight? We have musician Dylan Garcia, ladies Woo! and gentlemen. Let's go. go. Dylan Garcia. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. No, thank you for coming no, on. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. This is uh, it's gonna be great. So, how's it going today? Uh, it's, it's been a pretty good day, man. I got no complaints at all. Nice. I got no complaints at all, man. Now, where uh, where are you located again? I'm in Oxnard, California. It's about an hour north of Los Angeles. It's about an, about forty five minute drive from Hollywood. Cool. Yeah. All right, so so you're where where it's nice, and we're yeah. in the uh, we're in, we're in the shithole of America. <laughs> yeah, I, I live literally about like seven minutes from the beach. Oh man! Oh you, my god! You, you, you got what that vibe to you, man. You got that. Yeah, vibe. I know. <laughs> but the thing, the thing the thing is, it's like it's getting so expensive out here. It's like, man, you either make a move to the desert or you just pay the pay how expensive it is out here, man. They got like houses going. For like just re- regular houses going for like eight hundred thousand. I'm like, don't people? Can't people? This is Oxnard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true, man. I, you know, it's funny around here with with the housing market. We're starting to see like single family houses are going for like, like, like double or triple because like what's happening is everybody's fleeing from the city in New York, yeah. and everybody's starting to want to come from uh, the city into New Jersey because. You know, they take a uh, break on the taxes or whatever. And, like, you know, I, I just got a text message the other day saying, you want to sell your house? I'm like, who are you? You know, and I, I had no idea who that was. So, so you know, it's kind of like people are starting to want to come to Jersey, you know, and we want to get the hell out, you know. And it's just like, you know, you guys are in a different situation where things are getting so inflated. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just out of control. Yeah, no, it's, 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 getting, pretty, it's getting kind of ridiculous right now. To be honest with you, oof, I, I can only imagine. It, it's it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. <laughs> All right, so um, Dylan, why don't you um, give us a little background on yourself? Talk to us about you know what your childhood was like, what it was like growing up. Uh, well, um, my grandfather and my great uncle uh, were war heroes. My great uncle in World War Two, and my grandfather in the Korean War. So, like, ever since I was a little kid, you know, my parents, my dad especially, my grandpa, you know, oh, you're going to go to West Point. You're going to go to West Point. You're going to go to West Point. And uh, I was kind (laughs) of, like, I was kind of convinced. Like, I really, I applied for West Point. I got into West Point. I got nominated by the congressman. Like, it was a big deal. And then I didn't go because I didn't score high enough on the SAT. And I think I took the SAT. Good for you. nine times and I couldn't break a thousand. <laughs> yeah. wow. and it's, so 
so that just gets that that wasn't my fate man and i was really i was really having doubts when it got closer to the to the date to ship out where it's like man i'm not gonna be able to surf no more like i'm done <laughs> so yeah so then i ended up i uh, went to the junior college played baseball and uh transferred uh after my first year of junior college i transferred to irvine which was down by newport beach a uh, beautiful place in in southern california and uh picked up guitar i was surfing all the time and uh yeah life kind of just went uh went a whole different direction as planned i guess you say now, now you had you had musicians in your family, right? No, I'm the only musician. Really? So, 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 where did that come from? Like, like, where did the where did the music come from? That you know, that's like a big question because, like, you know, it's, it always seems like you know, music runs through families. But like, where 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 did your music come from, or or your uh, uh, want to do music? Uh, I think. Uh... When I, I transferred, the, right before I transferred high schools, I heard Sublime for the first time. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that's that, – that, yeah, they were good. I remember, the, I remember we were ditching school to go get burritos uh, down by the beach. <laughs> like, he throws on – my buddy throws on uh, Sublime, and it just blew my mind. I was like, dude, I have never in my life heard something like this. It was just, like, incredible. Before that, I mean, I was listening to Tupac, Biggie, you know, like all those all those big time rappers in the in the nineties. And uh, East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw the dub up. Throw the dub up. West Coast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I ended up transferring high schools. Because uh, they weren't really giving me a fair deal playing baseball, so I transferred high schools, and I transferred to a high school literally like three miles away, and it was a completely different culture. Like uh, a lot of surfers, a lot of uh, guys playing punk rock music, and that really like changed the aspect of everything. Like I, my friends were in bands, and I was just like, dude, I want to play guitar. Like I want to learn how to play guitar. Like that's what really got me inspired was seeing my friends do it, and I was so supportive of them. Like. I mean, I could have been a part of the band. I was so supportive. And then I just decided, you know what? I want to do my own thing. I'm going to start writing music. And, and uh, nobody really took the time to show me how to play guitar. I just would go to school, go to work, and kind of just chill in the dorm room, just teaching myself how to play guitar. And, so uh, you're, you're self-taught? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, it's funny because like, I have, when I work in the studio with people, I, they have to know music because I just go in there and I just start playing. I'm not, yeah, no. I, I, I totally know that because like I like I'm sort of a musician myself and, and the difference is like I can't play anybody else's stuff. I can only play my stuff. Yeah. Or the bands I was in stuff. So so basically it's like I I can't read a note. I can't read anything. So it's kinda like, you know, I, I get what you get. So so you need people that could follow you in, exactly. into what you yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about with that. See, so I, it's kind of like I have the opposite thing because I I'm an excellent singer, um, I'm amazing, and um, <laughs> my my problem is that I don't sound like myself. I can only sound like other people. Okay. That's that's the only way I can sing. Is that I imitate you're them? You're mirroring everybody's voice, huh? Yeah. You got that talent. <laughs> 
Now, but but it's funny how music goes sometimes because like like that's what makes music great. It yeah. re- it really does because like I can't read a lick of music, but I I could play fuck it like I, like I like basically the bands I was in was always like punk rock bands and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Four, four chord notes, man. We just fucking just go and like you know just trash it up and you know because it was easy to play. You know, but if <laughs> like uh, you know it, it's. It's it's just weird. Like Kevin said too. It's like he he sounds like everybody else except for himself. <laughs> it's, it was funny because like when I had my first real studio session and I'm working with Ronnie King, I'm in there jamming and like doing my thing and like he's shouting out, he's an E minor seven to the major negative two. You know, and I'm like doing it. I'm like I'm like okay. I just let them do their thing. I'm just gonna play, man. I'm just gonna. Play, yeah. <laughs> seven minor and saying all this stuff and i'm just like and then when i'm when it's funny because when i work with people they're like are you playing an a or a g i said i don't i don't know like, what. i'll fight yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> i play this <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Figure, what's that <laughs> you figure it out like, i can't i don't know what i'm doing you know it's funny it, it's you know it's funny you see a lot of people that play piano they're the same yeah. way like i went to high school with a guy that like he could play ridiculous piano and I guarantee he didn't read a lick of music, but it just made sense to him where it just like, he, he could just play it. And we're like, wow, this guy is so good. And like for me to go to piano, I, I can't make sense of that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, just, it was, just, it's probably, I'm sure he couldn't read a lick of music, but he could sit down and play it. It, it was just wild how like, you know, especially like guitar has four strings, bass has four. <laughs> I was good at four strings. Guitar, man, it's a whole other dimension. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's wild. <laughs> so who were your who were your musical influences growing up? Um, well, growing up, like in the house, in the house, the music that was being played. Um, my dad had a, a record player, and he had like you know a bunch of vinyl, and the music that I would listen to growing up was like like Chicano soul band El Chicano. Um, uh, listen to Santana. Uh, he uh, let me try to think like what well, he had like the whole collection of LPs from El Chicano. So those are mm-hmm. like those are like some of my things. And like growing up, I would listen to Chicano rap music. So I'd listen to like Kid Frost, and Kid Frost sampled a lot of that music. And the funny part about it is the funny, the craziest part about it is is that Ronnie, the guy that I that I worked with a lot in my past. He actually produced or played keyboard on a majority of the music that I listened to growing up. Wow. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's like I'm working with the guy who <laughs> I enjoyed growing up to. And it, it's just, dude, to be honest with you, it's just really crazy how everything just turned out. Like, it's like one of those things right, where it just happened. I happened to be at the right place at the right time with the right people, you know? And uh, just been super blessed, man. Like, like feeling good about it, you know? And uh, uh, the song, Summer Love is like doing numbers I've never seen before on Spotify. And it's just, it's really a trip, man. It, it really is, you know? It really, like- you No, think- yeah, it, 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 it's awesome. You know, the, the like the Summer Love song is it, it's a catchy tune. It really is, it's, it's a very catchy tune. And it, it, it just feels like, 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 like I feel good listening to it, you know what I'm saying? And it's like I, I just feel like relaxed, and I feel like, all right, this is good, you know, life's good, you know. And it's just kind of like, it, 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 it's just like a, a nice, like, like 
feeling song, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, I, I really, I, I do like the song. I really do. Yeah, we were, t- we were talking about it uh, before. My, uh, I was playing it in the car um, for my daughter and she, she loved it. And it's, it's like really just like, it makes you feel good. It, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel relaxed. It's something that, it's something that you could like put on at a party and like, just really chill to it, you know? Uh, it, it's really upbeat, so it's cool. Yeah, that was like, I'd never done a song like just specifically for the summer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just came out, the, in, the, in, the, the, the beginning inspiration for that song happened in 2010 when Sublime with Rome put out their first album and the, the song Lovers Rock in the bridge, it has this part where Rome is singing like, this is, uh, we're sitting on the sand, baby, sipping Hennessy. Uh, let's wait and listen and see what the DJ plays for me. And it's like, and he says, this is the best damn summer I ever had. And always that always stuck in my mind for like so many years. And the song Summer Love never started out as, as a catchy summer tune. It started out as something completely different. And it kind of just formed, like it just formed into what it became. That's so cool. awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did your how did your music career begin and then be, and then start to take off after that? Uh, well, like it started like in 2009. I was living down in Newport Beach, and Orange County has a pretty big reggae scene. And uh, I kind of a guy. This is a true story. A guy that was working for a promoter in Orange County found my music on MySpace. <laughs> oh no! There you go. I got like a message like, hey, I like your music. You want to play some shows? And that's literally like the honest to God truth, how everything started by him finding my music like randomly on MySpace. Wow. MySpace. Go back. (laughs) MySpace is, is, oh my God. Honestly, MySpace was originally founded for music only. Yeah. And it turned into. It's gone back to that, right? Has it really? I think, I I think think it has. But I think it's just dead. I think it's just dead. I think it's just there, but it's dead. Oh, I think yeah. I think I think Justin Timberlake tried to buy it, and like tried to like revive it as a musical platform, but I think it just failed. You know, yeah. just because it ran its course and it was done, and then Facebook took over. But like, but I remember MySpace was like big on the music. Yeah, because you know? as an artist, you could put you had a player, so you could upload yeah. on the MySpace, and you could just play it that way and share it so easily, like. That's what happened. And then like all of a sudden Facebook showed up and that just changed everything. And that's like when I got in, when I got in in 09 and 08, CDs were just starting to die out. And it was about like people had what uh, iPods, people were walking around with iPods with their yep. music on it. And then it became like a whole different landscape. Like I got in when it was a very confusing situation for the music business. Yeah. Like, it was like everyone didn't, nobody knew how they were going to make money. I mean, Napster, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I was rocking Napster when I was going to school. I was downloading everybody's songs. I think oh, everybody. Who didn't? Yeah. Napster, Bear who Share, Frostwire. LimeWire. LimeWire, you get every virus on your computer as, po- as, as humanly possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, on your computer is done. <laughs> but that's because oh, of God. But that's because of all the porn you downloaded, John. Nah, oh, nah, yeah, nah. probably. Yeah, it might have something to do with it. <laughs> too many, oh, two, my God. two girls, one cup, John. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. 
I don't want to tell the story. I can't <laughs> Not that one. I don't want to go there now. We'll go there some other time. About about the uh, car ride. I'll, I'll talk about the it. The car ride? Ah, I'll tell you about it later. Oh, God, it's so bad. So, Dylan, how, um, how did you build from MySpace on after that? Kevin well, Everybody I, I, oh, I'm, oh, boy. Technical difficulties. Right, John? I, I crapped out. I crapped out for a second. All right, we're here. Oh, shadow. All right, all right. What would you say, Kevin? He, shot, he saw a shadow in the background. He got freaked out. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, what happened? <laughs> All right, so what what'd you say, Kevin? I, I asked Dylan, so how did you build from MySpace on and, and oh, build a career after that? Man, it was just a lot of a lot of self-investment with with uh, you know looking forward in the future for a return. And at that time, like I was still barely like brand new. Like I still I'm not, I wasn't the musician I, I was then that I am now, and I was still learning about writing songs. Uh, but I happened to meet Ronnie at the at this recording studio, and he kind of just developed. Like he knew what to do with how I played guitar, and and we developed that. And then, um, I mean, literally, dude, I did not make like a killing or too much money for a span of ten years. Like everything's finally just taking off now. So it's like so that so so we're going back to oh nine. So so eleven years, eleven years, like. It was just like, just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away to eventually now I can write like, you know, good material and, and have the success of like summer love. And it's a beautiful day right now. I mean, so so let, let me ask you something. When you first like picked up the guitar and you like actually figured out you could play it, like, like you've had like zero training to do it. Like, like yeah. basically, is that, so you were able to throw chords together and My like understand, you were able to understand the whole fretboard and, and all that stuff? No, uh-uh. My friend, showed me, <laughs> my friend just showed me how to play an A bar chord, a bar chord of an A, and he said, you learned okay. that on the guitar. Wow. So, so that was it, huh? That was it. My roommate, uh, my roommate, and I'll give him credit, he actually taught me he taught me, he, he showed me how to do the upstroke on the guitar, like give it that reggae sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like with the little tool, the little information that he gave me, like I kind of just flipped it like my own style, the way I played acoustic oh, guitar. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. Um, it's funny because I remember, I remember I put out a music video and like I had this guy that was like trolling me, everything that I ever put out on anything on Facebook. He was trolling me nonstop, being like the most critical guy ever. And I just told him, I was like, dude, nobody showed me how to play guitar, man. Like, you either like the music or you don't, but I don't need all the all the, all the the commentary, you know? Like, it would seem like he's playing the E7 minor wrong, and I'm just like, dude, who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> it sounds good. It's what I do. <laughs> Sing your song is my fucking song, man. That's, that's what we're talking about here. And you know, and, and it's funny because you get a lot of haters like that, and you're like, you know what, this ain't your fucking song, man. I'm gonna do my thing. Exactly, exactly. Like I've had, like, okay, so when I start, when I started in '08, I started uh, putting on shows. I was like, I was actually rapping at the time. I actually yeah. do have a couple hip hop records, and uh, like, people just wanted to kind of like beef over like dumb things, and I was like, I was putting on shows. We're giving an opportunity for many artists to come and perform. 
and do their thing. Like it was like a, a once a month thing and it was like the biggest thing in town. And then yeah, like, yeah. you know, seven, eight months into it, uh, I just felt like I was getting a sour vibe from a lot of people. And uh, that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to go back and play guitar again. Like this is, this is, I don't need the stress. Like it's, it was music. When I was doing rap music, it seemed like it was always so stressful. You yeah. know, not just huh? chilling back and playing the guitar. Like when you, when you said, when you say beef, like you mean like, like in, in what, in what way? Like uh, just people like, Okay, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that happened. So one of the, the very last show that I put on, someone sent out a text message that the show was canceled two days before the show. And I didn't find out until after the show. My dad told me, my dad oh my found God. out. He said, son, you got some haters. Like a, literally a text message went out and they said your show was canceled. Wow. And that's when I was like, and I was like, I was like, dude, what did I do? Like, I'm a cool dude. Like, what, <laughs> what did I do wrong? And then so, from that, from that instant, because like it was embarrassing. Like, I showed up and like it would always be a packed house, like ready to go. We'd have a line out the door, and uh, it was just like nothing. And like I had some artists coming from like L.A. He was signed to like Snoop's label or something. Like I had some big guys coming, and then they're like, "Dude, where's everybody at?" And I was like, "I don't know. Can you tell me?" Like, damn. And then with that, with that, that was just like, okay, you know what? I'm taking that as a sign that it's time to, to, to move on. And, and literally, like, when I stopped doing that every month, the, scene, the, the live music scene for hip-hop and rappers, like, just died. It just died. And so I was like, okay, like, it, they basically killed it themselves. And yeah, I picked up guitar, and I actually had, like, a residency at a bar down here by the, by the beach. And so I was playing there every Sunday night and I was having a great time. And the, the reaction I got from people seeing me play guitar or listen to me sing was just like, that's what confirmed everything. Like, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That's awesome. So it wasn't like you were, it wasn't like they were critiquing your music. It was like, they were different, but they wanted to fuck with you. They wanted to, yeah, they wanted to, yeah, they wanted to mess with me. Christ. They wanted to mess with me. Like, and it, it was like, but anyway, and a lot of people, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys work at UPS. And, uh, and so that's how my dad found out because my dad's a union representative and somebody told him oh like, my. dude, they, they did your son dirty. Like, oh my and it was, God. And it was kind of like, and then my dad tells me, and I'm like, are you sure you know what you're talking about, dad? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's it's like, yo, dad, we got to go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so now I was just like, you know what, dude, I'm, I'm done doing this because I really felt like I was doing something positive for the community, you know? Right, right, right. It's really like, well, a you know what it is? You know what it is? You stepped on someone's toe and, and, and you shit in someone's cereal and they're like, uh, uh, well, we should be doing that. So we're going to fuck with them. You know, it was like early on in the, uh, you know, the information, like information age, you know, and like, it's, uh, that sucks. You know, it's just terrible. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that's what, that's what happened. You, you, you did something better than somebody else and they got. Exactly. Sick. That's exactly what happened. And, and you know, the thing is a majority of those people that were, that, that, that were trying to give me a hard time, hassle me, cause problems, whatever. They don't even, I don't even know what happened to them. Like they're not making music still, obviously. And, uh, 
You know, I knew a lot of people, like I, like there seemed like everybody in Oxnard was a rapper, you know? It's like everybody yeah. was rapping, putting on these videos with stretched Escalade limos and, and all kinds of crazy God. stuff. But then like, I think this is one, this is one lesson that people need to learn if they want to get into the music business. Just because you make one song or you make, you put on a really dope video, you're not going to be Puff Daddy overnight. Like, no, that's just, that's just how it works, you know? And, uh, you know, I'll run into people, they're like, man, you're still doing music, like you're still hitting it hard. And it's like, well, of course, like that's my passion, but it takes like, it takes like discipline and commitment, you know? Like I could totally just be screwing off, not doing this podcast and like, you know, getting all faded and whatever, but it's like, nah, man, this is important to me. Like this is now becoming my livelihood. That's great. Um, now you, you've had some, you've had some issues with, um, with your, uh, mental health and, uh, you were diagnosed with, uh, bipolar disorder. How did, how did all of that come about and, and how did you like build up to it? What was going on? Well, okay. So fast forward to getting hospitalized and being put on a medication. I had been dealing with these kind of crazy episodes, whatever you want to call it, for, I would want to say for a majority of my adult life, even as, even when I was going to school and college, you know, you just like, but it's stuff you don't talk about. You like, you know, it's just like, okay, this is, this is what I deal with. And, and that's just how it goes. Like we all deal with something. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't until like, man, I honestly think like, and, and so I met Ronnie King, I signed a record deal. And all of a sudden, like, my, my mind was just getting out there. I don't know if, like, I felt like it, it, like, like instigated the bipolar episode to happen because I started having grandiose thoughts and, like, thinking I was going to be bigger than the world and bigger than Bob. Like, crazy stuff, just, like, crazy, not, not, normal, not normal things that you think about. And I think, like, that whole thing, like, just really put me over the edge. And I don't want to say as if it was pressure because there wasn't really any pressure I think it was just the stress that I put on myself because it was like everything happened so fast. Like everything, like, I mean, I meet Ronnie, I go in the studio, record one song. Next thing I know I'm on a record label and like all this stuff is happening. And I think it was just too overwhelming for me back then. I was only 28 years old. It yeah, was a yeah, lot, yeah. you know, and like I'm meeting with managers and people showing up into the studio, wondering if they're going to invest in me and like all this crazy stuff. And I think, I think it just sent me over the top. I think it would send any normal person over the top. And so, yeah, so, 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 so do you think it was like, like, like just like, like, um, situation induced, you know, like type, type thing where it's kind of like, this is the situation I'm in. I'm not used to being in this situation. It's kind of like, I got this manic high and I got this manic low. And then I got exactly. this like, like, like out of nowhere, like out, out of, like out of nowhere, I got all this attention coming on me so it's like 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 what the hell is going on type thing yeah no exactly what you just said man like yeah like feeling super manic like being in the studio and be like being like like just like being like i don't know like guitar superhero like doing things i've never done before playing guitar and singing and like everything and then to like for a month after that i was going to go back in the studio a month later and record some new material and literally for that month i think i just obsessed on one song that I was writing so much that it kind of, it, it definitely added, it definitely, 
it definitely added to what was going on because it was like in my mind i was like okay i gotta be the best thing that's ever lived for that you know it's fucking nuts <laughs> do, um so do you do you think that any of it has to do with with growing up with uh family members being in the military telling you that that's what you're gonna do and you know you're gonna go to west point you're gonna go to west point and you know that kind of pressure and and stuff like that you yeah, think, think that had anything to do with it never it never gave me a chance as uh in in my in my youth years and my child years to figure out who i was you know to figure out what i'm about like figure out to, and nobody we're still we're still always trying to figure it out but like i never like life was so strict you know as as a child and um I think like once I got my license and then I started driving down to the beach and going surfing, like just trying, just trying new things. Like it was kind of like open another gateway, like, Hey, there's a whole other world going on. And it's not just what's going on in your home. Like there's a whole other big giant world out there. And that's what really like, like that's what really sparked it. Like a lot of people in my family say that I was a, uh, uh, that I re rebel against my family, but I'm kind of like, nah, I'm really just experiencing life. And that was, that was like, I mean, traveling to Hawaii, going surfing on the North shore, um, living in Kauai, like doing that stuff. Uh, it, it wasn't the norm in my family. You know, it was like, and I'm the only one to ever graduate from college. So it was like, you know, they wanted me to go to, and then when I wasn't going to West Point, it was like, okay, you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a lawyer. I'll tell you, man, when I first showed up at UC Irvine <laughs> and I saw, I saw one of the guys in my dorm that was studying to take the LSAT. I'm like, dude, this is, I, I don't want to go to school for three more years and then have to go to school for another three more years. Like when I was ready to finish school, like I was done with school. I mean, I was working two jobs. Uh, I was just like always busy. I like never had a day off. Like I was just stoked if I could surf in the morning and, <laughs> and I, it was just like nonstop. So once I finished school, it was like, okay, I made it. I arrived. I made it like yeah, yeah. I'm with school. I can find a job. I can make good money. And that was like, it was like more of a thing like freedom. And then, the awesome. music, and then for music to get and then for music to find its way in between, like when I go to the North Shore, man, I take my guitars and it was always like I stayed at this hostel called Backpackers and it's like right on the North Shore. And like every night, man, where I'm staying there, there's Australians, Brazilians, surfers from Peru. You have people from all over the world staying at this place. And it was always like, hey, is uh, Dylan going to play some music tonight? <laughs> like storytelling night, you know, like all, those things, those moments that I had in my twenties, man, really, really stick to my heart because I made some of my closest friends on those surf trips. God, yo, yeah, me, me and Kevin surf on the Hudson River every morning. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's fucking it's, awesome. It's great. Just <laughs> watching the sunrise yeah, yeah, yeah. over the in, in, between, in between the uh, Empire State Building in Jersey City, man. We fucking love it, man. We fucking we're so. <laughs> Dude, their fucking lifestyle is so fucking cool, man. That just, you fucking live, man. I mean, we live in, we live in the fucking biggest shithole on earth, you know. And we're like, <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> I mean, the surfing and the guitar oh, the surfing, playing, dude. Surfing, I mean, has has got to be the fuck like lit. Let's combine surfing and guitar playing as the coolest thing you could possibly do. Yeah, and that's definitely what you do every day. And I'll tell you right now, it's like I always wanted to surf, and I just. Like that's South Jersey shit, you know. We can't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that shit up north. 
You know, because like New Jersey's like three states. They don't, they don't surf. They boogie board. Please. Nah, there's some there's some real surfers down there. But I'll tell you, it's like Jersey's like three states in one. You know, it's not but like I mean, one state. But it's but like I, it, it's good. No, I'm just trying to. <laughs> You're trying. No, to. I'm just I'm just saying you you know you can you can surf you can sing you can play guitar You're not a band looking guy like you must have gotten so much poon. <laughs> Life's been good. Life's been good. I mean, those are some those are some fun wild times. Uh, I got married three years ago. It's gonna our three year anniversary is actually coming up on October 11th. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Stop talking about this. <laughs> my condolences. <laughs> hey, did you listen to our last episode about regrets? <laughs> Oh no, Camille's like no. <laughs> She's like, don't answer. Honestly, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you this, and this is the honest to God truth. Within these last three years that I've been married, things have been happening in a good direction, solid, and things are the things I've been accomplishing, the things that have been going on in my life. Um, I would say is because I do have my wife, and it's made me more grounded. It's made me more grounded, and it's like she gives me that extra push, you know, to have a have a, a solid work ethic. And uh, I, I mean, I'm super grateful, man. I couldn't say anything wrong about it. That's awesome. No, yeah, we're, we're we're just joking around. Listen, all jokes aside, we're all we're both very happily married. I'm I was very just gonna say, what's that like? But yeah, no. We're, we're, <laughs> Very happy. No, we're trying to bring it real. We're trying to bring it real. We're trying Very to bring it happy. Um, so I, I just wanted to. Get, I want to go back to um, when you were when you were diagnosed. What, like, what was that? Was it like terrifying? Was it like, um, was it almost like a moment of clarity? Like, oh, well, this it makes sense that this is what I have now. Like the the things that have been happening to me now make sense. It made sense. Um, you know, I used to think like something was wrong for like a long time, you know, but it wasn't until things escalated to the point that they did when it was like, okay, like there is something going on. That's, that's not, uh, the, all cylinders aren't firing correctly in my brain, you know? And, uh, it was, uh, I think, I think the, what made me get over the hump was knowing and being able to accept it. Like, okay, all those weird feelings that I was having, at least I know, it wasn't just me. There's other people that deal with this stuff too. And so, now, so, so you were very lucky to be self-aware of this. Yeah. You know, where a lot of people are not self-aware of this, where they're like, you know, they, they, they don't recognize it and, and they don't understand it. And like, you were very lucky to be like, Oh, okay. This is what I have to do now, you know, yeah. and this is what, you know, this is the direction I have to go. Yeah. That, that's uh, definitely very fortunate for that. Yeah, uh, my, my doctors say you know uh, that I'm kind of like one of a kind to be able to bounce back, you know. And don't get me wrong, there's things that are still there. It's just yeah. I just learned I learned not to feed into it, and I learned how to put it aside to keep on going forward every day. Wow, I think that's the that's uh, that's the one thing you know. And then it's always I have these aha moments where it's like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I was tripping. You know, and it's it's more like more like that, you know. Yeah. 
Well, that's just having a very strong mind too, though, where it's kind of like, you know, where, where you're able to, you know, understand. And then you're like, all right, this is, I, I need to, you know, focus or maybe, um, you know, bring myself back, you know? So yeah. that's kind of cool that you could do that. It, uh, I think, I think now, and it starts to make sense because I always, I always thought like I took a giant L like with everything that happened when I first got signed, like as if like, man, like God really doesn't want me to be doing this. Like this is, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, I think it was like, like nature's way of saying, you know what, we're going to give it to you, but you're going to have a really awesome story to tell about it. And yeah. I, think, I think that's uh, I think that's, that's one of the main things that I take from it. And I try not to uh, play the victim card, you know, that's uh that's another thing. Um, I think uh, seeing the movie, I think what really blew my mind was when I saw the movie, a beautiful mind with Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's uh, my son's grandmother when she she was really supportive in those in those in those in 2010 and uh she put that movie on and everything really just made sense from then on you know and that was just like that was like man like as i i labeled myself for a while and it was like man like i'm just this like mentally ill dude like gonna not gonna have anything in life not gonna have a future like you know and i think that was at some of my low points and Having having that that having watched that movie, it really it really opened my eyes. Like wow, like like I can still be productive. If this guy can be doing it, his mind is that wild. I don't understand why I can't. That that movie blew my mind. With like beyond like all right, like when I first saw that movie and and the moment dropped, and I'm like, whoa, and I'm like, wow, you know, and it's like. That's like extreme to the extreme of what like, you know, um, you know, schizophrenia and everything like, like, like all that, all that stuff is. And then it's like, like for anybody that's like dealing with anything like that and you, and you see like mildly even, and you're like, I can control this and I understand this and I see what's going on and I understand what's going on. I could actually, you know, I got this. I, 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 you know, it's the whole, I got this thing where it's yeah. like, you could actually do it, you yeah. know? And his, his, his thing was like, oh, that, that movie like blew my mind when I first saw it the first time. It really like right when the part, when it drops, like when you're just like, Whoa, this dude's really just crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. The part where he puts his hand on the car and he said, she never gets older. And I'm yeah. like, Whoa, I'm like, Oh my God. He fucking figured it out. And I'm like, Oh my God. You know, he figured it out. I'm like, yeah. wow. I'm like, I was like, how does he do that? You know, is, like, is, this ah. a bad, is this a bad time to bring up? I never seen that movie. Stop. <laughs> Are you serious? You just ruined it, man. Dude. You spoiled, you spoiled it. Dude, that movie ruined is it. sick. That, have you never? Are you serious? No, I'm not. I just, I've seen it. I'm just All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is the movie of the movies where it's like it 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 it, it just really like defines like the ups and downs and the you know like shows, redemption it, it, and everything. It, it shows it's like, how it's it's real to to them. 
Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It shows how it's real to, to the people, but it also shows how it's real to the people around them as well. Yeah. You know, and it's like, ooh, wow, ooh, all right. You know? And yeah. I still have questions about that movie. I've seen it like a hundred times. I swear to God, I've seen it a bunch of times. And it's like, well, wait, wait, did, did he really work for the uh, government or did he not? You know, and it's kind of like, you're kind of like still like in, still in the wondering. mix. You're still wondering, like, what is like, what was the deal, you know? Like, yeah. you wonder, like, was he hallucinating when they even called him? Like, you know, it was just like, it's a trip, man. That was a very good movie. And, and the sad thing is he just recently died, like, two years ago on the turnpike over here. You know, I, I actually like, read, uh, I read, he, an, I, he, he just recently died. I swear. <laughs> two years ago, like, right, right on the turnpike, like, by where we live. I think the, I heard on the one. New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was a professor in Princeton. He he like what, two three years ago. I don't know how long it's been. It's been one. It's been a while, but but like he just I, I read I read the autobiography, not like a biography about him, and uh, yeah, like the movie is like only scratches the surface about how wild this dude really was. Like, well, he I think I read something where he went to. He like burned his passport. He was stranded like in another country, and he refused to come back. And he wanted like uh, he wanted he wanted like one of those international passports where he can go anywhere. And like he really did some like bizarre, bizarre stuff. And it's yeah, just, he it's, it was, oh, <laughs> his behavior was insane. But like it, it was it was it was just wild. Yeah, you know. And I think at that time, at the time that like that happened. There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, awareness of to what was going on, you know. And I think his his, um, you know, like what they showed in the movie, his redemption story was very compelling, you know. And, redemption, you know, okay. D Dylan, uh, bring us to when you when you were um, when a after you were hospitalized when when you came back, talk to us about the the road back and how and what that was like. Um, it was, uh, I was ma mainly working by myself. I was mainly just working by myself. I had a little home studio, so I was still writing songs, uh, you know, putting them out there on SoundCloud. It wasn't like until October of 2017 when it was like, no, no. October of 2016 was like, okay, you know what? I'm ready to give it a go. Like I'm ready to go a hundred percent. I put out a hip hop album and then I uh, went back to playing guitar again. And I, some of those songs that I put out on that hip hop album were like, like really good, like fun, upbeat, positive hip hop songs. And uh, I did that. I did that hip hop thing. Cause you know, there's so much ego and, and confidence and all this other crap involved with it. It really gave me uh, my confidence back. You know, I think that was the one thing. Okay. So here's the one, the one thing that got shook the most, from my life was my confidence. Oh yeah, I mean that's, that, I mean that, that whole you know it, it, it's who you are you know it, it must have like kind of taken it away from you, you know. Yeah, and it, it really like, I mean I went from I went from being like the coolest dude living at this huge apartment complex, I'm playing shows, signing record deals, working in the studio, and then it was just like, whoa, like it was it was. It was sad, man, you know, and it, it it's, was a really, 
I mean, this is like an 11 year, 11 year story that, that I've been working on. And, you know, it was, uh, it was a big loss, man. When, I mean, cause I went from like, I mean, I read like the law of attraction. Uh, I read the other book, uh, power of now. And I read this, like this one book about Bob Marley, um, about his exodus when he left Jamaica. And those put me like in a, in a frame of mind where I was like, man, like I felt like I was floating on the world all the time, just like super connected, super connected with nature, connected with people. And then like, boom, it just all stopped. And it was just, Oof. that was like, that was like the biggest blow, man. Cause like, and then not being on the right meds, like I didn't want to come, I didn't want to go outside. I was like paranoid all the time. And like, it was just like, it was so much, man. You know, it really, it really took a, it really took a lot. It stole quite a few years from me, man. But, but it, then after that, it, it started to turn around at the House yeah. of Blues show, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Tell, tell us about that. Tell us about that concert. So I got out of the hospital on a Friday. The record label had been trying to reach me since like Monday to tell me that I got to open, that I'm going to open up at the House of Blues. And, uh, I reached out to the label when I got out because I felt normal. I felt like normal. Like I felt like, oh, all that shit wasn't real. Like I'm back to myself. Yeah. And I mean, I was like super nervous about it, but I was super confident. Like, man, you know what? I got this. And I really, uh, uh, really killed it that night. There was like a lot of people in the crowd and it was something I had never experienced. And to come from that big of a, a devastating situation to have that happen a couple days later, was just like whoa man like i still got this i still got this so um so after so after that what what comes next after the house of blues uh they they had actually uh they had actually taken me off medication the doctor thought uh that i didn't need it and i was whacked out again like a couple days later and it was like, uh, but the second time it was worse than the first. It was like a loose, like there was so much going on, and 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 yeah, man, that that part of my life is like the 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 the, the chapter of humbleness, I guess you would say, the chapter of humbleness. So, uh, how did you now? Now, how did you move past? How did you move past that? And and you started writing more songs and. I had, uh, I had got up, I had gotten up to about 235 pounds and, uh, my, my, within six months, within six months, I went from 160 to about 235, 240 pounds. Wow. Wow. And, uh, the doctor's like, Oh, you gained a lot of weight. And I'm like, dude, I've been 20 pounds heavier every time I see you. Like, and he changed my medication. And literally like, once he changed my medication, like I was riding again within like two days. So there was a period of like six months where nothing was going on, just watching TV, and that was it. Oh my God! Oh, that's rough. Oh, it's that, that's rough, and it, that's all due to to the wrong medication. Wrong medication. Yeah, I had no inspiration to write. Um, I I literally not. I don't want to say zombie, but I was just numb. You know, just nothing. <clears throat> sat on the couch, and and that's one of the pivotal moments that I use as inspiration today because. I remember sitting on the couch and be like, man, not, this is, this is how my life turned out. Like everything, maybe it was karma. Maybe this is just how everything happened. Like I'm sitting on the couch, I'm way overweight. 
and that's what my life is going to be. Yeah. And I accepted that. I, so now I feel I, that every morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's your fault. <laughs> but um, so so you start so you start writing you start writing more songs you start putting albums together. Yeah, I went to the record label and the record label was like so happy that I was okay that they said we're going to obviously I was going to have to pay them in the long run but they were going to start they were going to finance all my studio time for me. Great. And they were like we've never done don't tell anybody we've never done this with any of our other artists but we believe in you. And I had some really great material at that time. And uh once we were done and we were ready to release an EP, I got into it with the owner of the record label because he didn't want he wasn't going to let me release songs that weren't recorded at the studio, at their studio. Yeah. He wanted me to redo some songs. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. I'm just running a huge tab with you. Like, I'm not trying to go into all kinds of debt. And so we kind of had just a disagreement. And I sent them a letter and they let me out of my contract. I ended up releasing all the material by myself. Well, I, I'm, at least it's at least it's yours, you know? At least yeah. It's mine, yeah. That's it's great. Mine. Yeah. So um, I heard that you just um, you just did a you just did a um, cover story on No Cover Magazine, which is kind of ironic. But <laughs> <laughs> and you did a musical performance for them. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, my buddy uh, Tim Amoroso. I want to give him a shout out. Tim Amoroso. He's one of the the guys. Uh, he does a lot for the. <laughs> community out here and he's the editor for no cover and i had met him back in 2017 at a show and he always had told me he wanted to he wanted to do something for me that he really really believed in my music and i mean so in the beginning of august i get a phone call from uh from one of their writers saying that they wanted to do a two-page story and i was like that just blew my mind because like no cover had been around since the 90s and everyone you know, there was huge names on that magazine. And it was always like, man, like if I made it in that magazine, like, dude, it's over, you know? And that was like one of the most special moments. That was one of the most special moments was seeing that magazine. Like, wow, my story finally got told. And not only, but it got told to the Ventura, the Ventura County where I live, like the community of musicians and, and music fans. And like, like it kind of just put me on the spot because in locally here, I didn't get my break here locally. I got my break in another part of California. Mm -hmm. So coming back, I never did the whole local musician brunt work of performing every week at different venues and doing all that stuff. Like I kind of just had to work my way into this local scene too. So now it's like a, it's like a homecoming with that. It is. Yeah. Definitely. So what, um, what advice do you have for your fans? based on the experience that you've had? I would, I would like to say that um, I'm glad they stuck with me from back then. Not everybody knew completely what had happened because I, I was very quiet about my situation. I didn't really talk about it. And uh, what I want people to take, take from it is that, like, if I could do it, you can do it too. You know, like it, if I – because everyone, I know everybody goes through whatever they got to go through because life is tough. You know, and I just want to say, like, like, just don't ever give up. Like, even when nobody believes in you, but only you believe in yourself, never give up. Because, I mean, 
we're our we're our best uh, critic and we're our best cheerleaders for ourselves. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. We're you know you got to believe in yourself. That that's like a big thing, without a doubt. The only time he gets up is to grab more tall cans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you caught me. That's right. <laughs> um. So you well, did, I, I get you the, I get I, I get the tall cans because uh, I don't have to get up as much. Okay. <laughs> tall can job, baby. Tall can job. <laughs> so you did a musical performance for No Cover. Yeah, I did. I did. They invited me to their studio to go do a show, and uh, I had just put together that band. Like I reached out to one guy who was doing open mics and I said, "Hey, man, I want to put a band together. I got a show," and uh, they were all into it. And yeah, man, that was fun. That I hadn't played with the band since like 2009. That was like that was the ultimate high. So you you did a musical uh, performance for them. I'm just saying. Oh, I, you dropped I see it. a couple of guitars in the background there. All right, all right. <laughs> Our tens of listeners are gonna love to hear. <laughs> uh, let me ask you. Uh, did you hear the song, It's a Beautiful Day? Did you hear that song yet? Um, I, think, I think I think I streamed across it today. I think I so, yeah. On Spotify. I feel like it's like, it's been, it's been the last couple of really good days and I feel like playing It's a Beautiful Day. You guys don't mind, right? Go ahead. No, go, you, you go ahead. All right. Lace up my shoes, strap them to my feet. Let's go another day. I said thank you, G-O-D. Another day above the ground. The devil's still trying to take me out. Sun shining in my eyes. I put my sunglasses on. Cause I'm living for today. Cause tomorrow is not promised. But you always answer my prayers. I see palm trees blowing in the wind. I see palm trees blowing in the wind. It's a beautiful day. I just look outside. Go ahead, leave your worries behind. And don't you know you got a light to live? You gotta keep it positive. It's a beautiful day as you look outside. Go ahead, leave your worries behind. And don't you know you got a light to live? You gotta keep it positive. Big thighs, high heels. Let me show you how I feel. 
I definitely heard that one. That that yeah, I came. I, I, I know I came across that. Yeah. yeah, man. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna be doing this song in Spanish too. Oh, nice. The translation version, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be something really special. It's a. That's what I've been feeling lately. Like, man, these songs. Like, I feel like I'm in such a good writing space that, like, these songs I've been lately are just so special. You're just so now, special. Now, 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 is there a big translation? I always thought this. Is, is there a big translation with uh, English and Spanish in between the songs? Does it change uh, the song? No, 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 no. I'm still going to groove it like how I'm doing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you groove it's it. But like, 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 the, like the vocals, does it change a little bit? Nah, I don't think so. Like the, way, like the way, the way, I always thought this, the way English rhymes. Rhyme. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like go from verse to verse and everything like that. It, yeah, uh, it, it, like, it. does that change the Spanish? Uh, it does, but I mean, if you word the right, if you, if you word it right, you can make it rhyme. You right, know? right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I always wondered that. I was like, I always heard like, you know, so like I always, I always thought of like songs in other languages. I'm like, how do they rhyme? <laughs> you know, it, it's so weird. It's so weird. But like, it's like always one of those like things that I'm like, all right, well, whatever works. You know, Dylan, beautiful day was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But but I do I I do think our listeners should should hear a little bit of summer love. <laughs> absolutely. You don't have to, oh, you don't even have to play absolutely. the whole thing, but. What's up, babe? What you say? Why don't you come home with me? I'll take you to a better place. Yes, we can make more mistakes. Say hello and you respond. Your brown eyes, they turn me on. You're so cute with your smile. Yeah, I know it's been a while. But I'm back in town. A couple days, yeah, let's get around. And do the things we used to do. Damn it, Tennessee. Hey, what's up, babe? What you say? Why don't you come home with me? Yeah, I'll take you to a better place. Yes, we can make more mistakes. Yo, I love you, babe. What you say? Why don't you come home with me? Yeah, I'll take you to a better place. Yes, we can make more mistakes. I really miss the way you kiss and the way that you bite your lip. 
You're so sexy, you get the best of me, and I always get the best of you. Not stopping, job dropping, which gets me, baby, when I'm falling. Yeah, I'm falling for you. Dude, that song is like it, it's like I said, it's like the wave, man. It's just like fucking, like I'm just gonna ride that wave, man. Now I gotta go listen to it in the car with my kid, with my daughter again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so now, um, I don't know if you want to keep this under wraps, but I know that when we started talking, you were working on a little something. So what, um, what do you got next? What do you got coming up? You got new music coming out. Oh, that he's got to put his guitar down. Yeah. September, September 22nd. September 22nd is when the next single is going to drop. Nice. All right. Soon, very nice. soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I talked it over with uh, my publicist, and we agreed on a date. It's going to drop a little different here, but it's going to drop on a Tuesday instead of a Friday because – you know, Spotify's got their algorithms and all that stuff. So if the songs, when the song starts taking off on Tuesday, it's gonna make all those all those customized playlists on Friday for the listeners. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the song is a cover of one of my. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's a song I always wanted to cover. I just never found the right people to make it with, and it finally just all came together within literally in a span of the last two weeks, and. One of the easiest songs I've ever had to edit or mix. <laughs> we didn't do a bunch of tricks. We weren't in there. I wasn't doing a bunch of tricks in the studio. We just recorded it very well. Nice. Yeah. So you said that's coming out the 22nd? The 22nd. Tuesday the 22nd. 922, baby. So what, what's, uh, what's the name of the album? Uh, well, right now, my, my, 
I don't know if a full album will be in the work right now. I think more or less, I just want to keep dropping singles. Just singles? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so where can where can our listeners hear uh, hear your music? Just go to DylanGarciaMusic.com. It will show you. It, it gives you options. You want to go to Spotify, Apple Music, Title, uh, Amazon. Uh, all the links are right there. You just go to DylanGarciaMusic.com. Nice. That's all you got to do. You can find me on social media at Dylan Garcia Music on Facebook and, and Instagram. And and yeah, man, connect. Let's connect. Just like me and John, you're like everywhere. You can be found everywhere. Just type in Dylan Garcia on YouTube, man. You get the, you get just the fucking everything. Google it, right, John? Just fucking Google that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking everywhere. That, that's, it all comes down to that. That's an old school, and we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> the old Google. <laughs> Remember that was like a big. Uh, that, that was one of our big things. I'm like, yo, just Google that shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Dylan. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there, is there anything else you want to get out there? Anything you want? Anything else you want to talk about? I, I just want to say one thing, and it's something that that I wrote the other day. Um, remember this, everybody. It is empowering when you're most vulnerable. And I think that's because when we're at that moment of we got to step over that line from fear and move into a positive direction, we're all vulnerable to something. Uh, don't let things hold you back. Don't hold grudges. Forgive and be humble always. Very good. Very good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we have been talking to Dylan Garcia. Give yeah! Me Awesome. Very all good. Right. Very good. Go out. Buy his music. All right. Don't just listen to it on Spotify. Buy that shit. All right. All right. Support. All right. He's awesome. Um, Very good. We're so, we're so happy you came on, Dylan. Thanks. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. it this this was a great interview. Thank you. Dude, so it was much. awesome. It, it was really oh. awesome. Really had a good time. I had a great time. Um, we have. And he called me out of the toll boys, man. He called me out of the toll boys, man. <laughs> he's taking he's taking down about three tall cans in an hour. <laughs> but right, that that yeah, now. It's a slow night. You know why? What are you drinking Miller Light? What are you drinking? Is that why you're drinking Miller Light? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I I really hate to you know promote this other show because we we do it for them so much over and over and over again. But there's a uh, oh god these these uh, uh what do they call them uh, hang-ons or something yeah or, they, uh, I mean they're riding our coattails is really what they're the, rag, rag, yeah ragtags yeah, ragtag show so there's a there's another podcaster named uh, they got they're called Tune Styles all right yeah. Brian and Jay it's all it, they, all they do is talk about music we're gonna we're gonna set you up with them to get you on <laughs> to their show because no. this you were like a perfect match for their show Thanks, yeah. Man. So, yeah, they're they're, they're, they're a total they're a total music show. Yeah. They're actually good friends of ours, but yeah. you know they no, they're, not as, our, they're not as they, good as us. No, they ride our coattails a lot. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> they really do. You know, and it's kind of you know the one guy moved away, and now they're like, ah, we're gonna get our show back together, and we're like, all right, whatever. You know, but then we're like, all right, whatever. You know, so we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> they they have they have a very good audience. They you know so we'll uh. Yeah, we're we'll, gonna we'll, up with them. We'll shoot you over there. Well, Hi guys, thank you very much. Get some royalties for giving them the name drop. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would think, right? You would think. 
Yeah, they gotta suffer through the shit that we give them. <laughs> that's the problem. That, that's that's the problem. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dylan Garcia, thank you very much, John. Yes. Anything else you want to say? Hey, have fun, everybody. Have fun. Have fun.